Uncaged. Uncaged. A show celebrating thought leadership from today's top business leaders. The program provides a voice to amazing executives from around the globe who are shaping the world of business today and mapping the path to the world of commerce tomorrow. And now, please welcome our host, Bant Breen, as we begin another Uncaged episode. Today we're speaking to David Rogers. Hey, David. Hi, Ben. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. Uh, I'm really excited to talk to David. David is the president at Shop4D. He is, uh, I would say, kind of a a serial innovator, founder, someone who's really kind of reinventing um, kind of the auto service space and several others. And so we're going to go through some of those things in a second. But before we get into that, David, it'd be great to come just hear a little bit about your journey. Tell us about your career and how you ended up being such a successful entrepreneur. Well, man, I, I guess the success remains to be seen. Uh, <laughs> you know, we'll measure all that when it's over. Yeah. Uh, my personal career started in hospitality work. Um, I sort of got into the automotive industry by accident, as it were. Uh, took a child in, we adopted a child. And I needed to be home more. So the nights, the weekends, all the traveling with the hotels and, and the nightclubs and the restaurants and stuff just didn't fit with being a good parent. Uh, so I, I, I found a job as a service advisor and I was shocked. I, I, I almost quit several times in the first couple of weeks. I was not accustomed to being screamed at by my customers. <laughs> um, people didn't trust us and yeah. treated me like I was an adversary. And I found that very unsettling. Um, quite the opposite of being the maitre d' in a fine hotel, okay? Right. And so for me, it was a shocker. But as I, as I got into automotive, uh, my, my former employer, who's now my business partner, um, he had a great shop with a great reputation. They were very, very busy. But they, like everyone else, were struggling with how to conduct and manage that service experience for the consumer, along with how to really grow and nurture employees for a lifetime career scenario rather than having a revolving door. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I attacked those things in his business. We grew his business by 1.2 million the first year I took over. We grew it by another million the following year. We uh, we continue to operate that facility, uh, that that business uh, with four and a half techs, a couple of service advisors, does well over $3 million a year at a very high gross profit. My average employee, uh, technician, service writer, all of them uh, has been there longer than a dozen years. Um, they're very, very successful. All my techs make over 100K. So if wow. your kids don't know what to do with their lives, guys, uh, automotive tech is a great career offering and we'll be happy to help them get into that. <laughs> um, the, uh, it's not the old days of the grease monkey, I might add. We today are, are it's a very clean and very professional uh, offering. These kids are, are working in several different computer languages. They're almost engineers rather than mechanics. Yeah. So, Well, I, I grew up with uh, in, a, in a house where my, my, my father fancied himself as someone who could repair old cars. And so, you know, I think that with cars from the 60s, you could still... You could still make them work, but today where everything's, you know, basically coded, it's almost impossible. I don't, I don't know how you'd be a hobbyist anymore. Yeah. Hobbyist is, is a tough place to be there without a, a, an actual trained technician who's up to date. These guys have over a hundred grand in tools. You know, the average technician today 
they they need to have some really great ongoing training because the industry's changing every year every single make and model changes you know now we're getting into adas and electric vehicles and all kinds of calibrations for you know automated systems and it's definitely not you know my dad's old chevy that's yeah for sure. absolutely so. absolutely so 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 it sounds like you were working in building out this amazing shop in in colorado but it, the businesses you've been able to kind of build almost an arsenal of tools that other shops are able to kind of tap into as well it seems well absolutely part of the difference that i had when it came to the industry was i didn't see it like our competitors were really our competitors you know other repair shops aren't my enemy um in fact quite the opposite once we discovered that hey not only can we build a great business and not only do we not need to handle so many let's say less than valuable customers um we could focus and target through great advertising and great procedures and and policies we were able to develop a very healthy business right within the neighborhood and we knew every other shop could have these same opportunities if they only knew how easy it was right so we got busy, began to train people. We offered training. I spoke on the circuit for many years, um, did all the shows and all that sort of thing. Um, and of course, the world, we started switching digital long before the world was ready, I think. Um, but now, thanks to COVID, I mean, no, I don't mean to be crass about it. God, God bless everybody who suffered from it. But it actually presented great opportunities to, to see a good portion of the industry get up to speed with us and start to really desire those touchless, contactless, you know, electronic involvements, the ability to process everything digitally and remotely, the ability to provide the customer with three or four notches higher of service, you know, and, and deal with so much more in so less time. Yeah. The, the industry is plagued by two challenges right now that I see that are, are really major uh, obstacles for most small business owners. One of those obstacles is the technician shortage. For every four to five technicians that leave our industry, we only get one coming back in. So we're starving for quality skilled labor. And I'm sure people are starting to hear about that in the media. The second problem is a little bit more complex. And I'm going to anger a lot of uh, industry people here. But, you know, what's a discussion without controversy? Exactly. The issue is, is that the industry is full of old companies that would prefer things never changed. They've had it good for a long time. And so what's happened over these last few years is rather than change their products and their services to get with the times, newer, younger, fresher companies are, are, are starting up, but they don't want to undertake the full uh, menu as it were. So they develop a little niche product or portion of a product, and then they try to integrate that with these old behemoths. Mm. What that causes is each shop owner is forced to, if they go that path, which is the normal path right now, they're buying four, five, six, seven different software programs. They've got two, three monitors on the each service writer's desk to, to keep up with all these supposed integrations. It's created a terrible inefficiency, caused people to have more employees working up front to do the same job. 
And it's, it's actually costing them a fortune in so many ways. So what we've done is we've tied all of it together. Shop4D actually is not only your point of sale system, but it has all your diagnostic information, your repair procedures, your wiring diagrams. You can decode engine codes in a jiffy. I mean, a second, as fast as you can type it in, you have the answer. It's also fighting that tech shortage because we've taken all this technology and put it into a true integration. It's all built in-house and it's all central to itself. So the, the new technicians learning the industry, they no longer have to go and learn to master five, six, seven different kinds of software in order to do their job. They no longer have to log in, log out and use a hundred different kinds of dropdown menus to find information. With Shop4D, they merely do a click and it's right in front of them. It's right. right so it's essentially you know, a, a, an easy button in a way. Big time. And, and it's, it's actually allowing the average technician that comes in the program is billing another hour and a half to two hours per day. Now, technicians for the uninitiated are paid much like attorneys. They, they work on a billable hour. So if the book says that it takes an hour to do the starter and they can do it in 45 minutes, they gain 0.25%, right? Yeah. So the key is how fast can I get through the procedure how quickly can I get the information and keeping that wrench turning? Because Bant, if the wrench isn't turning, nobody's earning. Nobody's earning. Hey, there you go. That, that, that's a great line. So, I mean, it's been an interesting year because, you know, in, in, in some way, one would imagine that people have been stuck at home. But I think it's probably stuck at home and in their cars and they're still they're still getting car repairs. And. Um, but it, it's, it's been a, an interesting moment. And I, I can imagine that uh, for your business, you guys have had to think about how to operate these, these businesses in a different way. Just be curious to hear how the pandemic shifted the models and, and how you guys adapted. Well, interestingly enough, Ben, we didn't have to change a thing. And awesome. neither did any of our clients. <laughs> um, Shop4D was built to be touchless and contact-free long before there were any whispers of any sort of pandemic. Um, the idea of this, and we, and so it was a blessing for us because our clients just felt, you know, as one of them said, I felt uniquely positioned to deal with this problem. I, I didn't experience anything but growth during the period. And so we found that this was a chance for people to actually sit up and go, oh, wow, you can already do that. While some of the larger companies, most of the companies were scrambling, trying to figure out a way to say, hey, we can do that now. We yeah. were already there for years. It was already working that way. So the ability for, say, I had one client, they had a couple of uh, service advisors that actually got COVID. So, of course, they couldn't be in the business. They were at home writing estimates and advising customers digitally through the product. And so when they felt okay to do it during the day, they would type in, do a couple of estimates and keep the shop going. So just one tiny example of how it works. It's, it's super, super phenomenal to be able to access everything so quickly and easily and from anywhere that you might. That's great. That's great. And tell me, I mean, uh, you know, earlier this year when General Motors comes out with its statement on trying to shift to electric, um, how does that kind of movement, how does that change start to impact uh, the way you guys are thinking about your business? We're super excited about it. I mean, it ties right in with our world. We, we are the highest tech and the first to the tech companies in our realm. Mm -hmm. So where everybody else has, has either stayed the same for the last 20 or 30 years, I'm not going to name any names. I'm a nice guy. <laughs> but 
But if we look at that, and then we look even at the, the companies that offer point of sale type systems and other integrations, they're really only typically good at one thing. So they're just not offering that full experience. You know, we have an advantage. We've had our shop for 46 years. I've been running that shop for a quarter of a century. I know inside and out what goes on every single day. And frankly, I've been remote managing it for more than 10 years. I live on an island somewhere in the tropics. We're not going to discuss where, though. <laughs> it sounds like the right place to be. So, you know, it sounds to me like, um, you know, the, the business, certainly the new product Shop4D has a lot of the components that companies need. And you highlighted this, this challenge that the industry is facing, which is, you know, there are a lot of technicians leaving, there aren't many coming in. And certainly tools like yours help in that process. But I mean, let, let's talk a little bit more about that. I mean, how, how are we going to get more people to go into this field? Well, I, I, there's a great movement right now. And I'm super, super pumped about the things I'm seeing going on. I, I got to tell you, shout out to Mike Rowe. Love you, man. You are the guy. Um, he's been talking about trades and skilled trades for years and really trying to help young people realize that maybe going and grabbing a four-year degree in some liberal art where your choice is to go teach, you know, English uh, lit or something. For some people, it's a wonderful thing, but for many people, it may not give them the career opportunities that they may seek, you know. Right. The skilled trades offer a great income and a great opportunity for anyone who's willing to do a little hard work. Um, you know, what we're seeing in the industry, there's some fantastic schools out there. One of them that everyone should be watching is called WyoTech. And, you know, I love the way these kinds of vocational schools are focusing on helping these young folks develop not only the career skills they need, but the life skills and connecting them digitally with business owners everywhere. So I'm not here to plug them too much, but, but it's that idea. And it's, that's where we're starting to see the changes. Um, the educational system, the public education system, they're not interested in the skilled trades. Um, yeah. They fight us tooth and nail. You know, I donate a ton of money to all the schools in our area of our shop, and I can't get in for career day to give a speech. It's, it's, it's a shame. Really interesting, yeah, because there is a gap there. And, and, and as you're highlighting, there's obviously some really, really good jobs that people can be capturing if they, if they get that, that type of training. Well, incredible jobs. I mean, the technicians of 2021 and on, they're going to be six-figure guys. I mean, look, this is not a joke. We did a study once comparing someone who goes to high school and then onto college and medical school becomes a doctor. And we did a financial study to show the difference between them and an automotive technician. It takes the doctor 18 years to catch up with the technician financially. I don't know about you, but I think I'd rather <laughs> wrench a few cars and figure out how to to deal with the electronics in the shop rather than uh, the human body. But that's just my opinion. Yeah, no, I, I hear you. Well, look, let's change gears a little bit. I mean, the last year sounds like it's been phenomenal for your businesses. Um, but, but tell me a little bit about uh, how you've been staying sane during uh, this pandemic. Well, you know, I alluded to it earlier. I, I'm fortunate where I live. We, we're pretty removed from, from most of that. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I do a lot of uh, charity work, a lot of volunteer time, and we spend a lot of time feeding people and wow. I have a friend who owns a restaurant, another friend who worked with him that owns another restaurant. And we've been making hot meals and distributing food and doing all that sort of thing. But quite honestly, I can only do that part of the time because the businesses are growing so rapidly and there's so much going on there. We really haven't had the lull 
that so many industries have, and I and I feel deeply for them. Um, yeah. I, I'm very empathetic to the. No, to, I, I I think that um, what you're outlining is very very. It's it's. I would feel. I I think that from a business perspective, the the pandemic was almost like a watershed moment where certain businesses like yours that took kind of uh, let's say a forward perspective in terms of developing these products that apply kind of machine learning and AI to the solutions are now starting to really reap the benefits. Indeed. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm thrilled to say that many shop owners who have done things the same way for many years are finding out that it's not as traumatic to make the change as that we always thought it would be. Look, I was one of those guys. I'm going to tell you, I, I ran my shop my way and I didn't want to switch software or deal with anybody's nonsense or go down any paths of theories. You know, the idea of changing my secure operation into something based on some guy's theory, you know, that's pretty frightening. But now that people are seeing the proof and the results are in, I think more and more shop owners every day are saying, Hey, you know what, maybe I'm kind of tired of paying six different people for partial solutions. I'm ready to go and, and have everything be in one and, and efficiently, quickly run my team down a process that gives me more control, more optics, and, a, and an easier outcome to predict, to say nothing about remarkable growth. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So, I mean, David, as we look forward, I mean, how do you see your industry evolving over the next year? I mean, it seems to me like electric is gonna be such a key part of the industry going forward. And I'm imagining that, that those, those vehicles will have their own sets of, of challenges for sure. Indeed, um, but, tell but us, we're tell 10 us years away from that band. Okay, tell, tell, me where we are. tell me where we are over the next couple of years. Yeah, for this year and next year, we're going to see some, some more electric vehicles. We're going to see more ADAS uh, vehicles and other vehicles with some automated systems. And uh, But that's not going to leak its way into the independent repair industry, really, until those are out of warranty. Now, the EV side, we're already working on hybrids and some electric vehicles. But again, it's such a small portion. I mean, I'm talking 1%, okay, mm. of the actual work out there. So it's not that we shouldn't start preparing for it and training. We should. But you're probably eight to 10 years from that. So in the next okay. year or two, what the challenges are really going to be is as this technician shortage is still just boiling, we're going to find it's harder, harder, and harder to find good qualified employees. And yeah. that's a biggie. So it's going to become key for business owners to learn how to develop their own talent in-house. Mm. This is something we've been doing for 10 years. I haven't had to advertise for a technician in so long. I've almost forgotten how. Um, we grow our own. I, right now, I have more technicians being developed in my shop than I can employ. I'm actually going to have to open other locations to keep those kids in the family. Yeah. Or I'm going to see him go to work for my competitors. Yeah, no, I hear you. Not my first goal. So, you know, we, we understand that that development of technicians is going to be a big, big deal for shops. The other big thing they need to do is they've got to get away from these old behemoth companies that refuse to change their processes. You, you, when you find that you keep having to add on different businesses, services, or products to make the old product work. Yeah. You have to start asking yourself, how much of my revenue am I directing for the benefit 
of some other company, I'm not benefiting from that. Okay. Right. And so I really think that my message to everyone is, Hey, shake it off. You know, I love when my dog gets, you know, uh, disappointed or, or realizes the world had just changed on him. I stole the bacon. He'll shake his head. And I tell you, everybody just shake their head and reset and understand that what's in front of us is not ugly. It's not scary. In fact, it's more efficient. It's faster. And the younger people, the new generations of employees that we all have to be developing, they love the technology. Yeah, it has me really thinking a lot because um, you know, I've done quite a bit of work in the machine learning space myself. And, and I, I am very aware of very few programs that are kind of upskilling their workforce to really understand how these systems are evolving. And it's kind of, it's really interesting what you're saying, because I think when people hear that upskilling idea, they assume that, that it's going to wipe out a layer of work. But in fact, actually what you're kind of talking about is, no, 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 it just changes that work and it makes it actually more lucrative for people. And, and that's a fascinating, I think it's, it's actually something that deserves more focus because you're absolutely right. I don't think we're, 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 we're thinking about that space um, and those opportunities in, in uh, as, as broad of a way. We know there's so many opportunities here. I'm sorry. In independent auto repair, we have almost no real thought leaders. Okay. Right. Most of the large providers in the business would be happy if nothing ever changed and they were never forced to innovate, right? It's, it's cheaper for them. And it creates a perception for a lot of shop owners that things will always be like this. They'll never improve. I need to keep doing what I've been doing and keep taking less in return for my risk and my investment. Right. But this couldn't be further from true. We saw shops in the Shop 4D family grow by hundreds of thousands of dollars in sales during COVID. And they're looking to top that same growth again this year or more. So I had clients that grew by 30, 40%, and they're looking at 40 or 50% increase this year. So wow. we're not talking about a slow, you know, oh, I've got a struggle and I'm, I might get a little bit more back. No, 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 no. When you drop the old way of doing things and you adopt the best practices, the things that are, are not only most lucrative for the business, but that are also most rewarding and more simple for the employees, your efficiencies grow, your profits increase, your payroll goes down. I mean, we're talking about, you know, uh, multifaceted improvement yeah. throughout the organization. So the status quo has a, a powerful pull, but it's the yeah. shop owners who break free from that pull that have really seen incredible success. Well, David, thank you so much for joining us on Uncaged. I mean, it's incredible to see how you and uh, all of these businesses that you have developed are actually playing a huge role in reinventing not only that shop kind of working structure, but the experience that the consumers are having as well. Um, if, if somebody wanted to learn a little bit more about what you're working on, where should they go? Hey, you know, jump in, go to autoprofitmasters.com, A-U-T-O-P-R-F-O-I-T, masters.com auto profit masters and you'll be able to link there into all our different programs and our different companies shop 4d the automated marketing group it's really a, an incredible synergy of, of 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 highly intelligent people who are teamed together and super dedicated to the success of everybody in the automotive industry we don't see people as our enemies or our competitors we see opportunities no to i i and i, I 
I love it. The idea of really kind of supporting all these kind of providers as independent providers with services and working together is really just such a such a, a, a valuable and, and differentiated perspective on how you're how you're building this thing. David, thanks so much again for being on Uncaged. David Rogers is the president at Shop4D. Uh, he's also the founder of Auto Profit Masters and uh, the Automated Marketing Group. And you know, he's been talking to us today about really the evolution of the independent auto space, as well as the tools and, and companies that he has founded and built that are reinventing that world. Um, it's been really, really interesting, David, and I think you've really highlighted some of the big challenges and opportunities that exist if uh, people are willing to embrace it. Ben, thanks for having me. It was a pleasure, man. Yeah, it's been great to have you on this show. Thanks so much. Goodbye, sir.